you're listening to Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast, presented by Brandon Elliott. This show will be going over all aspects of real estate investing and is intended to educate, motivate, and prepare you to take action on your first or next real estate investment. For more information, please visit BrandonElliottInvestments.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy. Welcome back, everyone, to Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast. I am your host, Mr. Brandon Elliott. I'm excited today. We have a special guest on today, Eddie. I met Eddie uh, at Real Estate Domination, the first one, over in like LA area. And you're from New Mexico, originally Albuquerque, born and raised. You did the traditional schooling, you know, college, did four years at the university, and then you know, you started becoming a firefighter back in 2003, correct? That is correct. Yes, that is correct. Okay, I love it. So then, you know, just the last couple years, at this point, you've been a firefighter in EMT almost 19 years, which is awesome. Very respectable. And then obviously, you, with how big you are, you got some muscles behind you. You, you. you like the gym. You definitely hit the gym and focus on bodybuilding. And then the last couple years, though, you've been starting to realize the importance of setting up a better day for tomorrow with a real estate portfolio and, you know, starting to pay more attention and interest into real estate. So there's a bunch of different areas that I kind of want to cover and see what the thought process was of just getting started into real estate. But for anybody out there that doesn't know a little bit more about who you are and what you're about, do you mind just diving in to that just a little bit? Yeah, definitely. Like you mentioned, you know, my name is Eddie. I've been in the fire department now. Yeah, this is the start of 19 years yeah. this year. And EMT as well. You know, at the time, we had to be EMTs to get in the fire department. Currently, you could actually get the EMT class while you're in the fire department or while you're in the cadet class. But when I got in, you had to be an EMT. So this is going on 19 years now this year. And, uh, you know, I absolutely love what I do. I honestly couldn't see myself doing anything else. It's been obviously hectic with everybody, you know, during this COVID time this last year. But, you know, regardless, those are just some of the things that us as firefighters, first responders, you know, doctors, nurses just have to deal with. But it's an unbelievable job. And I honestly couldn't see myself doing anything else. No, I love it. I mean, it definitely takes like a strong character to be constantly serving and risking your life each and every day for 19 years at this point, which is awesome. So highly respect you on so many different levels, but, and not to get too political or anything, but with this year and everything, like your guys' governor is almost as crazy as ours with the certain restrictions that have been holding you guys back and kind of limiting, you know, certain people on the team, right? Yeah, we've been closed down for a lot of different things multiple times at this point, you know, different stages and different phases of closed down. We're just as bad as you guys when it comes to that kind of stuff. So we've been you know, a little less active, um, just being able to do things around here. But, you know, it's good in the long run. I can completely understand the process behind it, the why, you know, trying to kind of take control of this, if you will. But, you know, it's good. And and I think now that the vaccines are out, which I know I've gotten my vaccine and, and others have gotten their vaccine as well. Hopefully that'll start to be able to raise some of the activities that we're able to do here shortly. Yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, I think the vaccines will bring a lot of peace of mind to many people out there. Cool. So let's talk about how long have you been in the gym, bro? Uh, You know, at the end of the day, I feel like that doesn't happen overnight. No, no, it it definitely it's a process. Uh, Yeah, yeah, it definitely takes time. You know, I I first started the gym 
when I was 19 years old. And the only reason why I started going to the gym was because my friends were going to the gym. Yeah. And that was my way to hang out, you know, after work and stuff. They were like, well, we were the gym. I'm like, ah, all right, well, if that's my way to hang out with you guys, I'll go to the gym then. Yeah. And, you know, when you're in the gym and you start to slowly learn about some things and how things work and why they work and, you know, things to do and that kind of stuff, you start to see results. Yeah. And then once you start to see results, you're like, oh, man, okay, well, I think maybe I could push myself a little bit more doing this and push myself a little bit more doing that. Yeah, the confidence um, builder. You know, once yeah. you start seeing the results, you're aligned with what really needs to happen to get those results, then it's like, whoa, right. okay. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, like I said, it's not an overnight thing. It's definitely consistency is key. But over time, you know, it's kind of funny, but over time, then the friends that I started going to the gym with, it, you know, ended up, whether it's getting girlfriends or getting married and having families. And at the end of the day, I was the last one going to the gym by myself. Yeah. But I like it, you know, you know, working out and the physical activities in the fire department, too, because, you know, it's a way to help also with mental health. Yeah, you know, a lot of first responders and these people, you know, deal with a lot of things mentally as well. So it actually is a way to relieve stress and help with mental health as well. So at one point, you know, it started helping me mentally as well. You know, you get past that point of like, okay, it's more than just working out now. It helps me mentally and feel better mentally as well. So it kind of has a, a double meaning behind it. Yeah, that's so good. You know, uh, not to bitch and complain here, but, you know, I've been consistent with working out since like August. And I'm telling you, man, each and every day, I feel like I'm just getting my ass kicked. Like it's a fight against myself. And yeah, it's just, it's funny to see. But, you know, I've lost weight, which is cool. But, you know, the building mass and bulking up is something that I'm missing. So you got two tips for somebody like myself or anybody else out there. I know it's the beginning of the year, which is, you know, one of those hot times in the year that uh, right. everybody starts hitting the gym now. Right? <laughs> yeah. The, the two things I say, number one is the consistency. Yeah. You have to have to have to be consistent because the more times you're going to take a break, you know, two, three, four, five days or a week in between yeah. workouts, sometimes that just, it goes out the drain. The second thing is the eating. You know, you have to, have to, have to be fueling the body in order for it to respond and grow. If you're trying to grow muscle, or just, you know, just function healthy. So that those two, the consistency and the eating are are huge. Yeah, it's everything. It's yeah. Huge. Yeah. I like that. Cool, man. Let's talk about real estate now. Let's get down to the juicy stuff. So why real estate? And when did you start? Like what, what started sparking that interest? You know, I know you know Jerome Maldonado. Yeah, so you know, and that, that's where we met. But you guys, I mean, you guys live in the same backyard right there in New Mexico. And uh, you've been a big influence, right? Helping out. Yeah. So the reason why I bring up Jerome is because I met Jerome, speaking of the gym, at the gym about 19 years ago. It was when I first started the fire department. And at that time, I had just started the fire department. So that was my concentration. That was my main concentration was trying to, you know, get through probation and trying to, you know, figure out how it works. And it wasn't until about five years ago when I first started realizing, man, I'm eligible to retire here pretty quick. And I really didn't want to go back to your standard eight to five desk job or anything like that to do, you know, anything on the side. And what I knew about Jerome was that he's had multiple businesses, 
between owning subway stores and his yeah. landscape and yeah. and uh, and yeah. a con- uh, construction company stuff like that, just to name a few. But everything that he was into or did, he was very successful at, and that, that's yeah. something that I knew. Yeah. So I kind of went to him just one day in and out of the blue, just to say, hey, you know, I want to kind of pick your brain and come up with some ideas for myself on just something to maybe possibly do after I retire. You know, I'm on a 20-year retirement program. So if I really wanted to retire next year, I could retire. And yeah, so it it was kind of more along the lines of just, you know, being able to generate more capital for myself when I retire on top of my retirement. Yeah. And you're young, though. So, I mean, at a 20-year retirement, you got some years behind you, and you don't want to just be sitting around, like, or just being at the gym all day, right? I'm sure. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, I mean, you can only be at the gym so much. So, yeah, you know, eventually, yeah, I want to fill my time with something, and and why not make money, you know, with that free time? And that's when, you know, I kind of realized after talking to him, like, man, you know, this is something I could possibly get into. But I also realized the importance of having other assets and real estate, you know, properties and stuff, you know, how much that actually, you know, I guess it allows you some extra capital in the long run. Which, you know, be able to equals to freedom, you know, once you get enough bucks behind you, then it's like, now we start getting some time freedom, and then we have choices, and we can do whatever right. We can give out, we can help out more people, we can go on vacation, whatever. Like, we don't need to second guess or think about it, which is awesome. Right. And so that's how I kind of got started was knowing that my retirement coming could up. possibly come up sooner than later. Yeah, yeah. Know, and just to be able to generate that more capital, you know, on top of the retirement that I would be getting. Okay. Okay. So as far as getting started, how long ago was it? Do you know roughly like your first deal? We started, it was about four years ago was the first deal. And we started with just the house that I was living in. I think I was living in that house for about nine years. No, I I owned the house. I I bought it. So I was living there for nine years or so. And that's about the time when I went to talk to Jerome and said, hey, you know, I want to come up with a plan. What's step one, square one? Where are we going to start? And that was the thing was to, hey, well, we got to start somewhere, you know, kind of get some get some capital under the belt. And the idea was to sell the house. And we did it fairly easy. You know, we, I did a couple minor upgrades to the house, you know, cleaned it up real real well and started from there. Yeah. And that was the starting point. Okay, nice. Okay, so after you sold the house, the intention behind that was to get some capital, get some extra funds liquid right. uh, so that you could start looking around and, and start getting some properties. What was the main strategy that you were gravitated towards? Was it just anything in real estate or were you, was there something that actually like jumped off the shelf to you and was like, I really want to do fix and flip or rentals or whatever it may be, multifamily? Well, I knew that, you know, flipping houses would kind of take, number one, a little bit more time than I had at the moment. Sure. And I know that's going to take some work. Obviously, when you do buy a home, you know, you, you have to do, you know, construction and Yep. Whether bust down walls or whatever you got to do. Yeah. So that was a little bit more time than I had at the moment. So it was more along the lines of let's start slow, let's start easy and just go into these subdivisions that are being brand new subdivisions and kind of just start slowly buying some real estate from there. Obviously, that's kind of the longer process because you got to sit on them while they're being rented, you know, yeah. eventually. So it's a little bit slower process, but that was. I guess my comfortable area was just to let's start easy, let's start slow while I still work, and then 
as I kind of start working my way out of the fire department, then we then I could start, you know, maybe working into some bigger deals, some bigger projects. Okay. I like that. So tell me about that first project. You know, you sold your house, you got some liquid funds, then because I'm sure over time it it did appreciate as well, which is nice. Right. Right. Um, yeah, no, yeah. You know, that first deal or that first sale that we made, you know, I think it was forty, forty five thousand. Yeah. So getting that capital under the belt, I literally went to I think it was a subdivision, probably two streets over from where I actually lived. They had a brand new subdivision being built and they were in that phase one subdivision. So I went in there, we negotiated a deal, and that was the second house right there was just literally two streets over. And we negotiated a deal, ended up just, I think it was still halfway being built. Yeah, it was very but, new. But yeah, yeah, a new project, new project. But anyway, you uh, what I ended up with very quick, which is awesome. Like, you're like, you know, right when you sold, you're two blocks over and on to the next one, which is awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, you know, there again, I sat on that one for a year. And again, we're able to turn that one as well, another 50 grand profit. Nice. Okay. How much was that first subdivision that you ended up purchasing? You remember the number? Um, the house price itself was two fifty. Two fifty, okay. Two hundred fifty. And then basically, it just appreciated over over that next year, and you sold off. Yeah, you know, we caught it so early in the subdivision that they were close to the end of the subdivision when we were going to sell it, yeah. and they were running out of homes. Yeah. So we put it up, and yeah, the, the, you know, it sold fairly fairly quick. And we were able to make that profit. And I, again, took that profit and rolled it into a couple more houses. Love it. That's so good. Tell me about the next one. What did the next deal look like? The next deal was actually across town. Same exact type of thing. Brand new subdivision. We walked in there and I actually talked to them about buying two houses. Yeah. And in doing that, they were able to throw in a couple extra incentives like, you know, full-blown appliance package, stainless steel appliance package. Stuff like that, where I literally walked into the house not needing to do anything. Blinds around the windows, you know, yeah. granite countertops, tile floors. You know, it was set, like turnkey, ready to go. Yeah. And so those are the ones that I'm sitting on now in that subdivision and just kind of waiting for those again, waiting for the same thing, waiting for them to kind of appreciate a little bit in value. Subdivision still being built out. So okay. once it gets closer to the end, I'm going to do the same thing, just put them up and hopefully, you know, turn something similar, 40, 50 grand on those ones as well. Yeah. Now, I know Jerome does a lot of new construction and subdivisions as well. So is this one of his subdivisions? That is not. No, no. His subdivisions that he does are usually about 20 minutes outside of Albuquerque. These ones are still within Albuquerque. So it's it's just a newer subdivision up by the airport. Okay. Now, are there HOA fees? And also, how much longer do you think it's going to take until they're projected to be done with that subdivision? There are HOA fees on those ones. I don't think there's really any subdivisions that go up around here nowadays that don't have any HOA fees anymore. Yeah, I know. It's a yeah. So, right? <laughs> it's a blessing and a curse. I mean, it's awesome that it's organized. You don't need to worry about cutting the grass and all that fun stuff. Like, it stays right. looking, but... I just don't like the idea that you can't paint your door a certain color or that's like a normal color. Like I can understand if you want to do like like something really crazy, like pink or something just wild that stood out too much understood. But if there's a certain tan color or something that they don't like or not approve, that's correct. Yes. On your own property, you know? 
Correct. Correct. So yeah, so that one, there is HOA fees, there are quarterly HOA fees. And then to answer the other part of your question is I'm looking to hopefully, you know, depending on the market and how it's going to be towards the end of the year, I'm hoping to possibly sell those at the end of the year as well. Okay. This year. Great. I love it. Yeah. Especially like as they start filling up the subdivision and there's really not much left. So just like your last one, where supply and demand, right? It started filling Correct. up, not enough left, and then it's like, boom, then you can capitalize. Correct. Yeah. And and that's when I feel now I'm at the point to where I've done a few of these, I have them under my belt, I've, yeah. you know, I've gained some capital over the last couple of years, and now that I'm closer towards the end of, you know, my retirement now, yeah. I can start looking for other projects, you know, yeah. apartment complexes next. Or something I could, you know, maybe a duplex or a fourplex, something to add on to, sure. uh, things like that, where now I could probably be able to handle some bigger projects. Yeah, that's so good. I really love how, like, this is a unique strategy. And I'm really big on, you know, creative financing, but also creative real estate investing, right? And this is something like your niche that you found was basically finding the freshly getting started subdivisions within certain neighborhoods getting and purchasing early, even while they're still, you know, getting it built out, waiting that time frame. Once you actually get it, you'll be one of the first in that subdivision. And then Correct. as they start getting finished, you know, supply and demand. Other people see how beautiful it looks now. They want to be a part of it. There's none left, you know, so you can jump in and you can capitalize, make an extra 50000 or more, which is awesome. I've never heard of this niche, right? This is just getting creative and thinking outside the box. Good. Well, like I said, it is kind of a little bit of a longer process than a normal flip, sure. that kind of thing. So you have to be patient, if you will. Yeah. But I'm definitely comfortable with it now where I kind of know I have the know-how to be able to go into one of these subdivisions and ha- how to negotiate it or how early to get in there, that kind of stuff to where I'm comfortable enough to do that now. And now that I have that comfortability... I could kind of move on to the next phase of, like I said, what's the next, the bigger project. And not to say that I wouldn't continue doing stuff like this, because if you could go in there and do the same thing and yeah. sit on a few while you have the projects going on, now that's when you you start, you know, the ball rolling a little bit faster. Yeah. And at the end of the day, like you said, it's not like the fastest type of technique, but it's a right. damn sure like strong bet that you wait that year, year and a half, maybe two years at the max, you know, right. You're going to have that appreciation from the supply and demand, and it is brand new, so there you can never go wrong with brand new. And right. uh, it's a good, solid way to get an extra bang for your buck instead of just you know risking it in stocks and so forth. So I, I right. love the cool technique. Yeah, and, and I don't know how it is you know in California where you are, but it's pretty easy to rent one of these houses out over here. It's yeah, and everybody's fighting over it, right? That that's the cool thing is it's a brand brand new house, never yeah. lived in, so you know, yeah, it, it, it could go pretty quick. Yep, that's good. Yeah. So, and and the cool part about that is you can almost create like a bidding war because so many people really want to rent there or buy whatever, and it's a supply and demand. You can get a well qualified tenant or buyer and negotiate stronger rents or what have you just because everybody wants it right so i'll say this i actually do use a rental company they're a local rental company here yeah and when i first sat down with them for the very first rental home we sat down and they'll give you the analysis they'll give you their numbers of what things are renting for 
yeah. right the comps of what things are registering for and at that time everything was you know five six or seven years old that were rent that was renting for a certain price yeah. so when i went in there and we talked i said look this is a brand new home like you just said this is a brand new home i want to set the record price for this area and that's, that's exactly nice. what we did we got it that's so good i love it yeah. So that really sets the standards, you know, and then that can help out your neighborhood as well, which is awesome. Right. But, you know, usually when you get more in rent, you're also getting a higher caliber of like a tenant as well. You know, so that's correct. Yeah. 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 When, when you when you have a little bit higher rent that technically, like you just mentioned, brings in hopefully a little bit better of a tenant. Yeah. Or maybe even more. You know, but for a rule of thumb. Yeah. I, I, I've done the higher tenants that can you know, just make it. And it has bit me in the ass in the past, just being truthful with you. But yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, not always. That's not a guarantee, but you're correct. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The majority of the time, it'll usually bring in a little bit more quality. Yeah, that's so good. I love it, man. So this is a strategy that you came up with. It made sense. And something that basically a year, year and a half or so, you pick up one, maybe two, and hold on to it until you know, the rest of the subdivision is finished, sell it off, make a, you know, quick 50 grand. Something I, you also mentioned that I really do love is the systems kind of in place of hiring the experts out. Like, you know what you enjoy, you know what your time allows, you enjoy real estate, but real estate's a side thing just to be able to compound your income, right? Like you're working here, you enjoy the gym, you enjoy, you know, firefighting and EMT, but that just pays the bills. You want that to really start working hard for you. And real estate is just that tool that you're utilizing to get there faster. So, so yeah, it's brilliant. I really love it. Yeah. And the reason why I use the rental company was for that reason, you know, let them kind of go out and find people, let them run the credit checks and let them figure out all that stuff yeah. and let the, yeah, and I'll have my free time and you guys kind of deal with that kind of thing. Yeah, man. Yeah. Otherwise, it can be a headache. It can be a headache. Dealing with, dealing with some renters can be a headache. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I love it. Cool, man. So any learning curves as you were doing these strategies or, you know, just something that hasn't gone exactly how you anticipated or expected within the real estate atmosphere so far? I think the learning curve is when you go out there and you start dealing with whether it's other, you know, brokers, realtors, construction companies, that kind of stuff, you kind of see the different personalities that are out there. Yeah. And I understand why people kind of become realtors themselves or brokers themselves because they don't want to deal with some people or certain ways that they do things, stuff like that. Yeah. So I know that in dealing with some people myself, other realtors or some of these realtors in some of these offices that you go to for the new subdivisions, you know, they have certain ways of doing things or maybe different ideas of how they want to do things when you know you want to do things your way. And uh, of course, it's maybe not always the best way, yeah. but you know, it works for you. That's where, yeah. you know, you know, it works for you. Yeah. And so I think it's just learning on how these other realtors and how these other people just within the business are and it kind of had to deal with some of that stuff. That's good. Yeah. You got different personality types all over the place. And then when right. you're in different industries, some, even though it's real estate related, there's many different ways to make money in real estate. Right. And um, right. everybody wears a different hat. 
and think completely differently than the you know investor in the relationship, right? Right. Right. So, um, it's important to figure out which side of the fence you're trying to be on and understanding how the other person's thinking so you can try to get match up with them and, and make sure you are creating a win-win situation. Everybody's happy and hunky dory moving forward. Right. So it's just learning, like I said, how people operate, how people like to do things and kind of taking that, remembering it for yourself. So that way, you know, you know, for the future, you know, you have that experience or maybe something to change for yourself for the future also, though, you know. Yeah, that's so good. Eddie, you know, we were talking a little bit prior, you know, before we actually went live when it comes down to just mentors and people that you got the education from. I know we mentioned, you know, Jerome a little bit as well in the past, and he's been a huge impact on just the mindset and getting you prepared to start taking action in real estate. But overall, you know, would you say mentors are kind of just like the education out there is one of your biggest contributions or, you know, what would you say to somebody that's just getting started in real estate? I would say surrounding yourself with the right people. And what I mean by that is... Yes, Jerome has been a big influence for me when it's come to this part of my life now, investing, learning how to how to buy properties. But being around the right people like yourself, when we went to Real Estate Domination 2019 in California, yeah. I got to meet you and other people that are trying to do similar things, you know, whether it's flip homes, invest in properties, no matter how big or how small. It's just surrounding yourself with those types of people that are going to push you and that have knowledge that you could, you know, you could learn from them also. I'm always looking to learn new information from somebody that's kind of been there, done that, or has advice. I'm always willing to learn. And I'm still, I'm still on the learning curve. You know, even though I've been doing this for four years, you know, I'm still trying to learn myself. I spent the last few years trying to learn different things. But when you surround yourself with people that are trying to do the same things as you are, you know, you learn from them too. You get to take little pieces from everybody and, and hear their side of the story or hear their, you know, what, what they did or maybe possibly did wrong and learn for yourself. So that way you could take that for the future. And you know now a little bit more, whether it's good or bad, on how to maybe act or react on, you know, certain deals in the future. Yeah, that's so good. You know, I couldn't agree more with you at the end of the day. You know, that's why we invest so much in ourselves over time to really surround ourselves, like put us in the same room as other people that have the same mindsets, like one way or the other, we're going to hit our goals, we're going to succeed, we're going to do what everybody else thought we couldn't type of thing, you know, that mentality and surrounding yourself with those people, as well as just like you said, like, we're always going to be learning even 30, 40 years into this crushing it in real estate. There's so many more things, learning curves that we'll take on each and every day. So hopefully at that point, we'll minimize them and you will minimize them when you're surrounding yourself and, and putting yourself within that right circle, right? Because you never know what the other person has or has been through to be able right. to walk you out of it or help stop you make a huge decision that could have went the opposite way. Right. It's their experiences that help you, yes, learn for the future or, you know, people like yourself that I could go to and say, hey, look, I have a question on whatever it may be. Have you had something like this or have you dealt with something like this? Yeah. You know, there was people there at that conference that were from here, Albuquerque as well, that I didn't know. But I was able to talk with them as well and get pieces of information from them, too. So, 
you know, it, numbers. So now like, it's just a phone call away to connect, right. with, you know, right. and everybody's, when you invest in yourself and you get into the same room, like everybody knows the commitment that they had to give up, whether it's time <laughs> from their family being there at the event or the money to invest to be there. So they know like, Hey, this guy's done the same thing. Nothing but respect. You know, we can trade and help each other out, make it a win-win. Right. They're making that same sacrifice that you are. Yeah. And the same you're investing in yourself. They're making that yeah. same investments in themselves as well. Yeah. So being that you surround yourself with that group of people and you have that group of people to actually go to, to call, whether it's, like I said, you know, for information, whatever the case may be, they're on the same page that you are. So, yeah. you know, we're all trying to grow and we're all trying to just continue to move to the next level. And with everybody having that same understanding, you know, I think it's a win for everybody. I love it. That's so good. So, Eddie, what does the future look like for you, brother? I mean, you got opportunities right now to potentially retire, who knows, in about a year or so. But, you know, is that kind of where you're leading or what does real estate look like for you in the near future? So, I'll be honest, I have been... (laughs) uh, On fire right here and and put you on the spot. I know some of your guys are watching this later. (laughs) No, you're good. I've had to learn, let me say this, I've had to learn patience you know and i think yes i think at some point we've all made a little bit of a mistake to try to be impatient about things and i think that's big as you know you know because you can't just go out there and try to buy anything and everything because anything and everything doesn't always work yeah it work for every deal every deal is different right (laughs) right so i've had to learn patience and what i mean by that is i've been looking almost on a daily basis at this point on things now like a, a small apartment complex yep. or some foreclosures or some bank owned type of things. And as you know, depending on the market, it's going to probably depend on the amount of things that are out there as well. Yeah. But the, my next, I guess you could say, step is to try to find maybe an apartment complex or a duplex or something I could even, you know, a duplex maybe I could even add on to things like that, that yes, it would be a little bit more of a bigger project the next time I try to make make a move. But for now, I'm sitting on the houses that I'm sitting on in hopes to sell them later this year, again, depending on the market. And if that's possible, then I would like to move on to something a little bit bigger. Like you said, I don't know what I will be doing, honestly, in a year, whether I'm actually going to leave, whether I'm actually going to stay. I love what I do. And it's hard to leave knowing that I could still do it also. But if I could still have those bigger projects going on at that point, because I'll have more experience also at that point, then maybe I could go ahead and manage both bigger projects as well as staying in the fire department. But that's my next move. Just try to find a little bit bigger of a project next. Like I said, maybe hopefully apartment complex or some bigger units. Yeah, love that. Well, brother, you are in a good position because you got options, which is always nice, right? Right. Yeah, you know, whether when the time gets closer to that option where you can either clock out and be done for the day or keep it moving because you are so passionate and and very, uh, you know, a servant leader, which is awesome, then you'll have that ability, right? But real estate isn't going anywhere, even with the market and all the chaos from last year and still to today, right? And Right. Tomorrow is going to look like, you know, the signs are still showing that what I've seen and and from my real estate connections, it looks like it's still projected to be a good year for this year. So we'll see, 
because supply and demand is still very high. Yeah, man, I'm excited for you. Just, you know, so multifamily is kind of the goal. We're going to try to get some multiple units. You know, when you were mentioning that, it's very similar to the project that we're working on right now that we got a duplex. We're adding two ADUs in the back, which is exciting. That's yeah. going to be down the road once we finally get the green light and permitted for that. But but yeah, turning the duplex into a four units and the duplex currently, we're adding the extra bedroom upstairs and two extra bedrooms and a master bathroom downstairs. So it's a lot of work type of thing, but hiring out the right people, just like you mentioned earlier. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's awesome for you guys, though, man. You know, those are the type of projects that I definitely want to get into. Yeah. And again, it's the understanding of how to do it for people like you. Um, that's why I say surround yourself with the right people because, you know, if I need to make a call out, hey, how did you guys do this? Or, you know, what what's your guys' thoughts on something like that? You know, that's something that I'll need to know for the future as well. Yeah. No, I mean, the relationships, it can, it can literally be priceless for you and save you so much right. time, energy, money, everything. So right. I love that. It's a good final thought. You know, how can people actually get a hold of you? And then to wrap it up, at the end of the day, you just gave an hour of your time. Anything that the listeners or even myself could do to give back to you? You know, I kind of try to take, like I said before, maybe little pieces of information from people, whether it's a good learning experience or a bad learning experience. Yeah. So any information that somebody has, whether it's good or bad, I mean, I would love to hear experiences, you know, or what people have gone through maybe to get what they have also, because that's something for me to understand and learn as well. I'm open to hear anything, good or bad. And, and like I said, just so I can learn for myself for the future. Um, maybe some things, whether I need to change it in my own style or something to stay away from, things like that, you know. But, yeah, I could definitely give you my email and I, I could put it on here. And yeah. that way, if anybody feels, you know, feels free, that they could email me. Uh, yeah. And maybe we could, like I said, always try to connect and, and make our connections a bigger, bigger pool. Yeah, that's so good. I mean, at the end of the day, it's all about connection and, and networking. Right. Yeah, you know, we can all grow each other to the next level. So right. um, and help, and help each other out. Yeah, if you want, uh, shout out your email and then. Um, okay, my email is edg948 at hotmail. Okay, awesome. And we'll put it in the show notes as well. So okay. you guys reach out. But, you know, everybody that's listening right now, I'm sure you guys got a boatload of notes just like I have from Eddie, which is awesome. You definitely want to rewatch this and reach out to Eddie. He's got some awesome things going on. Just a, you know, straight up solid dude, man of his word type of, and yeah, just a servant leader, which is awesome. You, you can't go wrong with Eddie, which I love. So bro, I appreciate you so much for diving on and giving your feedback from your experience for real estate investing so far. And just really excited to see like where the next step is for you. You got many options ahead and only time will tell, but I'm excited for you, brother. It's going to be awesome. I appreciate you, man. Like I said, I appreciate you having me on today. And I'm also looking forward to, you know, maybe whatever the next step would be. But I appreciate and all the information that you've shared with me as well. You know, I appreciate all that type of stuff. But thank you for having me on. And, and uh, yeah. I'll definitely be in contact with you as well. Yeah, man. Nothing but respect for you. I appreciate you, brother. Thank you. Cool. So, guys, if you want to, make sure you hit that subscribe button first and foremost. So you get the newest notification every single Monday when the new episode drops. And then leave a review. Let us know what you guys think about it. Reach out to me as well on Instagram. It's Brandon Elliott Investments. And on Facebook, it's facebook.com forward slash Brandon Elliott Investor. If you send me a screenshot of leaving a review on there and hit that subscribe button, I will send you my book, Action Driven, right there, absolutely for free. 
So there's a lot of great content in there. We've had heart to hearts with certain people, like life changing experiences with certain people that connected with me just from reading the book worldwide. So uh, you definitely want to get your hands on that. As long as you support and hit that subscribe button, leave a review, let us know what you guys think about the podcast, then I will give it to you absolutely free. Just send me that screenshot. And then if you guys need any type of do it for you services, as far as credit repair goes, check out creditrepairmobile.com. Or if you're trying to get educated on credit, then we have our online courses and one-on-one and group coaching to really be able to fix your own credit very quickly, build up your own credit lines, personal and business, several six figures up to seven figures in credit, and really just be able to structure your businesses properly and then be able to leverage it correctly and be able to make money for it, like compound all of the new credit lines like we have by buying properties with credit cards or being a hard money lender with credit and completing all of our remodels on credit. I mean, the list goes on and on the possibility. So if you want any more information on that, then reach out to creditcounselelite.com as our mastermind group and our overall online education platform. So without further ado, Eddie, you're the man, brother. I appreciate you so much. I'm excited for this episode to drop. And yeah, guys, we will see you on the very next episode. Stay blessed. Thank you very much, Brandon. I appreciate it. All right, man. God bless. This has been another episode of Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast, brought to you by Brandon Elliott. For more information, please visit brandonelliottinvestments.com. Also, please don't forget to like, share, and leave a comment below. Thanks again for joining. Until next time, God bless.